Hey, welcome back to A Verse, A Comment, A Prayer, A Blessing. Today is December 7th, 2023. Again, I would ask you just to uh, bear with my voice as I'm still getting over something. And we're going to be in John 11, verses 4 through 7 this morning. Uh, The passage says, When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. Now a few comments. So like yesterday, today's passage comes from the well-known story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. As I reflected upon this passage this morning, I was again struck by Jesus' comments to his disciples before their journey to Judea. So let's look at a few things here in this passage. First, we encounter Jesus' response to the news of Lazarus' sickness. Jesus situates how he will respond to the news in the context of glorifying God. He states it, which refers to the illness is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. What a statement. God would be glorified through sickness? Lest we conclude from Jesus' response that he does not love Mary, Martha, or Lazarus, or that somehow he takes pleasure in human suffering, John, who's the author of this gospel, tells us that Jesus loved them. But how can we discern Jesus' love in this context? Wouldn't love have compelled Jesus to heal Lazarus immediately upon hearing of the news of his illness? And indeed, Jesus was able to do this as we are aware of him doing it in the case of the centurion's servant, which you can read about in Luke 7, verses 1 through 10. Yet, Jesus waited in the case of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Why? If we read this passage in its context, we must conclude that it is because Jesus loved them that he waited. Jesus intended to do something that would benefit not only Lazarus' physical health, but more importantly, the faith of the whole community in Judea, especially those he loved, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Jesus, in complete submission to the will of his Father, waited until the time was right to begin the journey to Judea, to glorify God by raising Lazarus from the dead. Jesus would not compromise the glory of God at the request of others, even those he loved. This is good because by doing so, Jesus not only performs a miracle which benefits those he loved, but he reinforces the bigger context, which is the need for people to behold the glory of God. I wonder how often you or I have interpreted the Lord's waiting as indicating that He does not care or love us. I know I've been guilty of thinking this before, but this passage in John 11 reminds me that God's thoughts are not my thoughts, neither are His ways my ways. We are called to trust the Lord even in our waiting. We can trust that He is working all things for His glory and our good. To that end, I would invite you to pray with me as we reflect more deeply on this passage. Lord, we, th- we thank you for your word, 
And we thank you for the glimpses that you give of of what you are up to in the world, even when on the surface they don't always make sense to us, even when they include things like our sickness, Lord, the illness of somebody that we love, Lord, even at times death. And Lord, while we recognize that John 11 is not teaching that we will all receive the same exact type of miracle and the same exact type of timing that Lazarus and his sisters received. It does remind us, Lord, of the bigger picture of what you are doing in all of our lives, working all things for your glory and our good. Your glory and our good are not in conflict with one another, but it is our good that you are glorified. Lord, we we pray that even in our pain and our concerns and our cares and our anxieties that we have today, Lord, that we would be reminded, Lord, that your waiting does not indicate that you don't love us, but rather that you do all things. Lord, your love is governed by your concern for your glory and that your glory will not be given to another and that you will be glorified. So therefore, Lord, we will see, it will be made known that you love us. Lord, either in this life or the next. And Lord, because Jesus, as John 11 goes on to tell us, is the resurrection and the life, we know, Lord, that we too will rise one day just as you have risen. Father, help us to discern what Jesus has done here and what he is doing in our lives. May the Holy Spirit grant us comfort and peace as we wrestle and as we long with hope for the full revelation on that day when Jesus makes all things right for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Lord, if there's anyone listening to this today that has not yet hoped in him, Lord, that have not yet trusted in Jesus, I pray that right now, Lord, that you would move in their heart by the work of your Holy Spirit to open their eyes and give them ears to hear. Lord, of the love that has been poured out in Jesus, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us and that they would believe this and take hold of that and trust and believe in him for eternal life, and that their sins, Lord, would be forgiven. Grant them repentance, Lord, that they might turn away from their sins and turn to Jesus. Lord, help us all as we reflect upon your word, Lord, to be moved by these truths. We ask this in the wonderful and the beautiful name of our Savior and our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, a blessing. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Thank you for joining me today. I look forward to you joining me tomorrow. Have a blessed day. Go in peace.